Insights Digital Health Roundup for August and September 2021. I'm Editor Reed Miller, and with me today is my fellow editor, Marion Webb. So, Marion, we have covered a lot of digital health news over the summer, and our latest Digital Health Roundup summarizes some of the highlights on the commercial side and regulatory front. For you personally, one of the highlights was uh, you were able to actually leave your house and attend your very first live conference at the start of the pandemic, and you didn't have to travel very far to do that. Yes, Reed. So the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons Conference at the San Diego Convention Center was actually my first live event since the start of the pandemic. And this is one of my favorite conferences. I have to say it was a little bittersweet to be back at the San Diego Convention Center after having experienced AOS in 2018 when the sessions were packed with attendees, all the seats were taking in many of the sessions and the exhibit hall was just buzzing with energy. Naturally, during this pandemic year, the environment was a little bit more subdued with less attendees. But I have to say that walking through the exhibit hall was quite nice because you didn't have to beat the crowds. And I was told by some exhibitors that the upside was they had also more time to spend with each visitor. What I saw is that robotics continues to gain traction. So in 2018, Rikers Mako, which was the first uh, robotic assisted device introduced at AOS 2017 for total knee replacement for Stryker, was one of the highlights then. And this year, the competitive field has certainly risen, and I took the opportunity to catch up with some of the major players in the robotic-assisted devices area, including Zimmer Biomed, Stryker, Johnson & Johnson, Depuy Synthesis, and also talked to a relative newcomer this year, Think Surgical, which developed the only active open implant robot system for total knee replacement, which is on the U.S. market today. Yeah, that's right. So you also recently published a profile of Think Surgical, which fit in nicely with your three-part market intel series called The Future of Surgery. And that also focused on robotics and some of the challenges in adopting robotic-assisted devices. Now, according to venture group Rock Health, digital health funding in the first three quarters of this year has already surpassed all of 2020 with $21.3 billion dollars. That breaks last year's full year record of $14 billion. Yes, that's correct, Reed. So Rock Health reported that in the first three quarters of this year, startups that focused on mental health raised the most funding with $3.1 billion, which is not surprising with greater awareness of mental health issues since the start of the pandemic. And we continue to cover that space as well, including digital therapeutics. But on the regulatory side, there also continues to be a lot of exciting developments on digital health. And Reed, I'll let you highlight some of the stories from our colleagues on the regulatory side here. Yeah, so the Medical Device Innovation Consortium, MDIC, launched a digital health initiative to work on issues related to digital health regulations. That could really help the FDA create a new pre-certification program that would make it easier for certain digital health products to reach the market a lot faster. Um, There were a couple other bits of news related to digital health that came out of the FDA recently. In particular, uh, the agency is trying to highlight its progression on digital health issues by creating a new website that tracks the artificial intelligence machine learning products that it's reviewed and allowed on the market. Um, Again, that just sort of highlights how much progress they're making in that space. It's also worth remembering FDA is going to be holding a virtual public workshop on October 14th, that's Thursday, to discuss transparency of AI and machine learning medical devices. Congress is getting involved too, right? 
Yeah, so in September, uh, they issued a bipartisan resolution to recognize the first telehealth awareness week That's that was September 19th to 25th. Now, this idea was pushed by the D.C. nonprofit American Telemedicine Association to highlight the increasingly critical role of digital health, especially during the pandemic and for patients in remote areas or patients who have difficult traveling to clinics or their doctor or the hospital. Um, now, also remember in July, the Biden administration proposed continuing the telehealth coverage we have right now for Medicare beneficiaries through at least 2023 and work on expanding the telehealth access for mental health care. Now, obviously, a lot of people want the changes that happened during the pandemic to become permanent. And obviously, the American Telemedicine Association is pushing that too. Um, but as we've covered in the past, and you've written about a lot, it's going to depend on the various reimbursement policies for these telemedicine and remote services. So that's just an ongoing story that we're going to continue to follow. Thanks, Reed. You can read all of these topics and a lot more at medtechinsight.com. The archive of Device Week and the rest of Informa Pharma Intelligence podcasts are available on the Informa Pharma Intelligence channel on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify Podcasts, and VR Smart Speakers if one of these platforms has been set up as your default podcast provider. You can see us on Twitter at medtech underscore insight. Read is at medtech read with two E's and I'm at medtech Marion, M-A-R-I-O-N. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your week.